0: Welcome to episode 18 of Too Much Coffee. We're talking about the Batman. We're talking about Robert Pattinson's turn as the Batman, Matt Reeves, directorial version of the Batman. We both went to the theater and saw it. I was very excited because it's the first time I've been to the theater in a long time. You saw it first. Yeah. And I wanted to see it, but I probably would have just waited for it to stream. Mm-hmm. But then you went to see it. Now I want to go to the theater. So I started thinking about it. And then some plans fell through. And it was perfect. <laughs> I had the whole day open and yeah. nothing to do. This is a great movie to watch in the theater because you just get to sit there with it, look in front of this giant screen and just soak up the vibe. Somehow Matt Reeves managed to uh, produce a fresh take on the character. It seems impossible, I know. But the man... Somehow did it. This is the most believable version of Batman I think has ever existed. If there was ever a man who ever actually became the Batman, he would probably act like Robert Pattinson does in this movie. The Riddler has a plan. Uh, He starts killing people. He starts killing politicians. And he's leaving clues for the Batman. And the Batman is now engaged in this battle of the wits with the, the Riddler. Trying to track him down, trying to stop him from killing any more uh, high-profile people, and then the Riddler targets him, or more specifically targets Bruce Wayne. Um, and then some terrible things happen, and we have our big, you know, third act showdown, and then the Riddler gets, you know, thrown in Arkham Asylum. So this version of the Batman, unlike a goofy super comic book version. Christian Bale was sort of, his version was more realistic. But still, as a as a person, his version of Batman is way too, like, um, uh, normal. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a Batman, you're, you're going to be, there's something wrong. <laughs>
1: well, that's what I liked about the Robert Pattinson Batman. He's like, <laughs> he's a little out of his mind, and he all, he's also kind of out of touch. He doesn't really, you know, understand why people commit crime, as opposed to, he just thinks he can go beat the bad guys up. Let's go through some of these characters, okay? Alfred.
0: Andy Circus plays Alfred. Alfred is really not in the movie enough that he makes a gigantic impression, but I like Andy Circus a lot. I think he yeah. did a great version of Alfred. I think he did a great job. He plays an Alfred that has depth, gravitas. Yeah. His arc in the movie is basically about him reconciling his feelings of inadequacy. Like he feels like a replacement father for Bruce. Yeah. And he feels like he's he's done a terrible job, which he reveals in that scene toward the end when he's in the hospital and yeah, Bruce yeah. is sitting there and confronts him about, you know, lying to him about his parents and stuff like that. And that's when it all comes to a head where he just feels like, uh, he feels like he's supposed to be one t- the one taking care of Bruce and he just, he, he didn't even know what to do yeah and couldn't do it. Yeah. He just wasn't up to the task. And he kind
1: of exists to, to push Bruce's character a little more, to give him a fuller picture of his dad.
0: Right. Right. And how could you step into the shoes of a man like Thomas Wayne? Someone who's so high profile, so important, did so many things. Commissioner Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, who is always great. True. I think I like him in everything I've ever seen him do. He plays a, he plays a serious Gordon. A Gordon yeah. with like, really all of the characters in this show have gravitas. So I'll just say that up front instead of repeating myself every yeah. time. Because I'll say it with every character. Every character in this movie has depth and gravitas. They're all heavy. Mm-hmm. you will not find one joke in this movie. There's one line that is half a joke. <laughs> I chuckled yeah, at it. Well, yeah. I wouldn't really call it humorless. It has its moments. It just doesn't have like joke jokes. I don't want to call it oppressive or or dour, but I, yeah. I will say humorless in the sense that he's not cracking. This Batman is not cracking jokes.
1: Yeah, there's not like one-liners. He's not like even that. smiling, as a yeah. matter of
0: fact. But anyway, uh, Commissioner Gordon, great job by... Um, uh, by Jeffrey Wright, he played him as a very serious, sort of stoic. This version of the Batman were two years into his career as the Batman. Yeah. And Jeffrey Wright st- at the beginning of the movie, he still does not trust the Batman. He said, "I don't know. I don't even know who you are. I don't know anything about yeah, yeah. you. I can't. I, I don't trust you. How, how can I trust you if I don't know you?" And this movie is the story of how he goes from that to, um to learning to trust the Batman as like a partner Yeah, in the end. But it's actually weird how, <laughs> it's weird. I've, I've never seen a ver, a Batman movie where he is just hanging out with the cops so much. Yeah. I mean, in this movie, he is going to their crime scenes. They're all there. I mean, a lot of them don't want him there. Yeah, yeah. Gordon's the one, Lieutenant Gordon is the one who's who's making it happen. How that, they don't bother to explain that. That's probably a good thing.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's sort of interesting. I mean, all the most of the cops are like uh, crooked. You know, they're corrupt. But Gordon kind of is, too, just in the other way towards Batman because he sort of mm. lets them into the crime scenes and he shields them from, uh, you know, accountability and stuff like that. There's, There's
0: one line where Gordon says later that he's afraid that the Riddler is going to come after him. Yeah. And the Batman says he's never going to come after you because you're not corrupt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like the only, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. he's he's He corrupts the process and that he lets Batman freely interfere. Yeah, with yeah. The bond between right. him and Batman is that they're both uncompromising, yeah, and yeah, and not and incorruptible, basically. He won't, he's not going to take money. He's not going to take yeah, yeah. a bribe. He's not going to cut corners doing police work.
1: He believes in what he's doing. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. Good
0: cop. Catwoman. Catwoman is very cool. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I thought, was really cool as Catwoman. Yeah, she's great. I she's like this Catwoman a lot. She's got a great vibe. She's just cool. Yeah. She's... Her acting was good. She did a, she In this role, she did a great job. I haven't seen her, I've never seen her in anything else. I don't know what she's like generally, but she was very good.
1: She, I know I saw her in something else. In I this think. movie.
0: She, her character almost causes a problem for me. That the The whole movie is very grounded in a lot of ways. Yeah. But her ability to to be her abilities as a cat burglar and her abilities uh, to fight. They, they've almost jumped the shark for me. That pulled me out of the movie just a little bit. Um, I know it's bat, you know, I know it's, I know it's a Batman. Movie. Yeah. It's a comic book movie,
1: but still, I, did, yeah, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even like register a, to me
0: in a world that feels more real and grounded. She's, she fights a little too well for sort of a normal person. Yeah. And she's going to rob that she's all right. So so she goes to open this safe and she's got all this equipment. She knows exactly what to do. Yeah. But yeah. Otherwise she's yeah. like just a, a woman that works at a bar. It's like, ah, I don't know. That's a bit much.
1: Yeah. Well, we Yeah. We don't know what her background is really. She, right. We don't know how she learned all that right. stuff.
0: And they don't, they probably very wisely. Nobody wants to hear that origin story again. And Matt Reeves didn't explain a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. How did she get her skills? Don't know. Don't know. She yeah, just yeah. got them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't really need the origin stories for everybody. I We've agree. For them all.
0: You don't have to fill in all the pieces. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary.
1: John Turturro
0: is great yes, as Falcone. of course. It's funny because he, he sometimes plays really comedic, goofy, funny roles. Yeah. And so you're thinking to yourself, how is this guy going to be head gangster? <laughs> but To me- he was pitch perfect. Yeah. He was just charismatic. He was charismatic, but he could be both charming and likable and ice cold. Yeah, and yeah. I believed it both ways. He, he was charming,
1: things. but also slimy.
0: So slimy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved it when Batman went to see him later. So Bruce, not Batman, but Bruce. Bruce yeah. Wayne goes back there to see him later and in front of him about what happened to his dad. And he is so slick, so smooth. Yep. He doesn't flinch. And, and he tells a version of the events that is so good that you're watching it like, oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, He's got to be telling the truth. Listen to how sincere this guy sounds. That, that sounds perfectly plausible. And then after talking with Alfred, you realize, uh, yeah, of course, he was completely li- as a self-serving yeah, yeah, yeah. lie. Yeah, And that's why he's the boss, because he can do that. He was amazing. <laughs> I thought he was fantastic. And one good thing about him is they didn't show him too much. Which would have yeah. ruined it. They showed him just enough so that you get an idea of how dangerous he is, of how charismatic he is, of how important he is, and then and that that was it. It's perfect. Now the penguin, Colin Farrell. Who ever thought you'd be saying that statement? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The co- the penguin played by Colin Farrell. <laughs> uh, Colin, show the ab- show your abs to the audience, please. Let's see those abs. <laughs>
1: Uh, Unrecognizable as Colin Farrell in the the, Completely
0: unrecognizable, both by voice or by appearance. You would never know.
1: Another great character. Less charming than uh, Falcone, but still slimy.
0: Here's what I was thinking about with the Penguin. He, um, if you really think about him and what he said and what he did, I'm, th- I'm thinking about this now, you know, many days after having watched the movie. So somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking about the Penguin. He really was sort of a nothing character in the movie. Mm-hmm. He really had no real character. I'm talking about the way he was written. Yeah. And what he did in the movie. He was like, he was just a, like a thug. He was yeah. like a middle manager thug. Yeah, he's a middle man. But the way Colin Farrell played him, He he felt like he has so much character. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just because Colin Farrell does such a great job with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, the only other moments of humor probably came from him, like when he's being chased. Yeah, yeah. And he's just freaking out in the car. (laughs) I love that that part.
1: That chasing was great. That was absurd. Oh. The whole chasing was crazy.
0: That's why you got to go see it in the theater. The sound of that car. Yeah, and you are completely pumped. You're like and, and everything's dark, so you barely you can barely see it. Yeah, and most of that chase that chase is all from the penguin's point of view. So you feel like you're being chased by Batman. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It's raining. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like, I got you, <laughs> I got you. And then of course, <laughs> here he comes. The flames just yep. You know, <laughs> and flips his car forty two <laughs> times. That was so excellent. Uh, that moment. That was one of the. Be- that was a great moment in the movie.
1: There was that and later on where they have the the penguin tied up and uh, they just leave him there and he's like walking outside because he's tied up. He looks like a penguin (laughs) trying to walk with his feet duct tape. He's like, hey, guys, guys. You got to untie me here.
0: And they just walk away. They don't say a word. (laughs) The Riddler played by Paul Dano. Paul Dano is um, is a very good actor. And he's a guy. He's one of these guys who's so committed to his craft that you can tell just by watching him on the screen. Yeah. As a matter of fact, during the filming of the movie, Paul Dano was was requesting different shots. He's like, "Oh, let me try it this way. Oh, let me try it that way. Yeah. Oh, let me try." Supposedly, the scene where the Riddler is sort of giving that monologue into the phone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he recorded himself with his phone. Yeah. Supposedly, he that was there was close to two hundred takes of that scene, and it was simply oh, because yeah. Paul Dano was like, "Oh, well." He was working it out, yeah. you know, as he was doing it. Said, so, "Well, maybe I could try this, and maybe I could try that." And he just did it so many times. And that was not because of the, of the director. That was because of Paul Dano. Yeah, yeah. And if you've seen him in other movies like uh, "There Will Be Blood," when he plays that preacher, yeah, intense, intense <laughs> character. So he comes at these characters with with intensity. Yeah, yeah. And he comes at the Riddler with intensity. This ain't Jim Carrey.
1: No, it's an interesting Riddler for sure.
0: This ain't Frank Gorshin, yeah, yeah, from the 1960s TV show. This ain't none of that. This is <laughs> this is a Riddler who would be on. I, think of the movie Seven. Think of uh, think of an episode of um, Criminal Minds where they're chasing some insane serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this Riddler. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Uh, sort of. I guess you would call him a genius, like a brilliant genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also his beliefs. They don't. It's, again, they don't give his whole backstory. I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it. I still don't want it. Yeah, but he somehow arrived at this place where he's an obviously brilliant man, but he's completely. I don't know if if just his worldview changed enough that it just sent him completely out of whack, or if he was always that way and he just finally some, you know finally had enough and and he just. He just leaned fully into what he was already thinking anyway. Yeah, he came
1: came from that orphanage. He feels like he's forgotten and left behind. Right. And, you know, nobody's helping him. That was a great. down the path of radicalization.
0: That was a great speech by him, and it did give you a lot of insight into his character where he's talking to Batman. He's like, oh, we talk about, uh, oh, who's the orphan? Little Bruce Wayne? Yeah, yeah. Rich Bruce Wayne with his nanny and his money. Yep. And he's like, no, I'm the real orphan. Yeah talking about how he was poor yeah. and had to go to a home and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a good way to to grow up. And all of that uh trauma just stayed with him his whole life. Yeah. And that mixed with his he's neurotic and he's brilliant and he probably thinks too much and he doesn't have enough yeah, yeah. And, and and of course the online component. So yeah. on, in this show he gets involved in this online group which further twists twists him because he finds all these people who agree with him 100% and they egg each other on. So Anyway, all that to say, Paul Dano did a great job. The Riddler is an extremely scary character. Very effective. He fell apart from me a little bit at the end when part of his plan was to be captured. I didn't get that. Uh, Maybe he felt like his work was done and he thought, it seemed like part of the plan was I want people to know me and remember me. And yeah. so if he doesn't allow himself to be captured, that's not going to happen. Maybe that was okay, but it just, it just didn't sit quite right with me. Yeah. Um, but he was great. He was a great villain. And, of course, Mr. Robert Pattinson is the Batman. This, ba- this version of Batman is intense. Yeah. I really don't know if he's sm- – I joked about it earlier, but I really don't know if he smiled a single time in the entire movie. Yeah, I don't think he did. I don't think he cracked a (laughs) smile. And past versions of Batman, like Christian Bale, and in the comic books, see, in the comic books going way back, Batman was a secret. Of course, nobody was supposed to know, and so to keep up appearances, he didn't want anybody to be, uh, you know, oh, what's this guy doing with all this time? Yeah, yeah. So to pretend and like fit in, he would go out to social events, and he would host, you know, he he would have charities and. He would seem like a completely normal person. Yeah, yeah. That's what Christian Bale's Batman did. That's what they all did. This Batman does not do that. Yeah, yeah. This Batman, the few times that he actually goes out in public in this movie, he makes no effort whatsoever to be particularly polite or nice. Yeah, He doesn't smile at people. He's a wreck. He is 100 complete, 100% completely obsessed with his goal and his mission. Yeah. Which is... The normal Batman mission to save the city, to make it so that the things that happen to him never happens uh, to anyone else ever again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what he's doing, period.
1: Yeah, and it's that intent uh, of, you know, trying to stop and fight crime and to improve the city. But also with him, you know, if you're going to be Batman, you got to be a little crazy. He's kind of crazy. I think
0: so. To that's why I say that this version is the most real. Because yeah. to do what he's doing, if a person were to actually do something like that, you would be if you'd be a very atypical personality.
1: Yeah, yeah. Little, 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 little uh, screw loose. Exactly. And there's also there's sort of an element of him just being out of touch because you know he's, uh, you know he's a billionaire Batman. He thinks they can just go out and like fight crime, but that's not really how you fight crime, right? There are lots of why, structural problems that he needs to use the Wayne Foundation to solve, but he doesn't understand that yet. Right. And he's that's on his why way to understand go it. Out,
0: that's why he can go out in public and, and act the way he does, yeah. because he doesn't need anybody for anything. Yeah. He's a billionaire, and he's on a mission, a solo mission. Otherwise, he's got Alfred and his accountants and his lawyers. <laughs> he doesn't really need anything else. Yeah. So he can do that. He is immature in that way. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I want to add the city as a sort of character in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gotham City. This Gotham City, to me, feels different than any other Gotham City in any other movie. They're all dark. They're all gritty and crime-ridden, of course. That's the whole point. You yeah. couldn't have Batman if you didn't have a city like Gotham. But this this city, was it just me or did this city feel different than the other ones? Like, it wasn't as gothic. Yeah. Um, now, Bat, what's funny is that the Batman's mansion, Bruce Wayne's mansion, felt very good. It almost was like he was living in a Gothic church. Yeah, yeah. But the city itself just felt, it felt so scummy. It's, it almost felt like New York, like a, scum, like a really scummy yeah, New York. Yeah, it was
1: like 70s New York. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You see a lot of the on the ground, uh, the on the ground, like poverty and crime in the city. The city. For sure was pitch perfect for
0: what Matt Reeves was doing with this movie. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite moments. I don't want to go, I don't want to do a plot summary, but I would like to talk about just some of the moments from the movie that I liked or, and disliked too. It's not a perfect movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a very watchable movie. It's long, but I didn't feel the length of the movie at all. Yeah. The length didn't really bother me because there's so much happening and the pacing is so good. It doesn't feel long. So it's not a perfect movie, but, but I enjoyed it a lot. I think most people are enjoying it because it's making a
1: lot of money. Yeah, I loved it. And the thing, the thing that I really like about it, I like things that are really dark and kind of oppressive sometimes. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's, I don't like things that are like cynical or misanthropic, and it didn't feel cynical or misanthropic to me. My, my actual favorite moment in the entire movie is uh, at the end of when the seawall... Crashes and that whole stadium or whatever Uh gets destroyed and gets flooded. There's the scene where Batman goes down and he like lifts the metal part off, yeah, and he starts pulling the people out of the uh, out of the water. Yeah, I like that scene a lot because you know part of the movie was him inspiring these copycats. The Riddler was sort of following Batman, but he didn't understand that Batman had like good intent, basically. Right. Uh, Yeah, that was part of the Riddler's problem. Is that the
0: Riddler projected his own mission onto Batman. Yeah. And he thought Batman was his partner.
1: Yeah. And what I liked about that scene is he, Batman inspired these terrible copycats with this sort of, you know, just going out and not explaining anything. Just being the shit out of people thinking you just, you know, destroy and uh, be the shit out of people to change things. Right. He spawned these copycats, but in the same way in that moment where he's like pulling people out of the water. You see other people helping. He's he's making other copycats by doing something good. Right.
0: That's why that's part of why this Batman was so deep. Because if you wanted to to sum up the entire arc of the movie, like the the true story of the movie, it's a Batman who's been working in Gotham City for two years. He's frustrated because yeah. as far as he can tell, he's made no progress. Yeah. And his entire And with the Riddler,
1: he's kind of made it worse in a way.
0: Right. Right. He said, yeah. crime's up, yeah. and now we've got people like the Riddler in town. Yeah. He said, and is that my fault? So he's feeling frustrated because he can't say that he's done any good whatsoever. Yeah. And his his mission and his his tactics have all been fear and retribution and vengeance. Yeah. That's almost a catchphrase of his in the movie, that he's vengeance. Yeah. yeah. So that's what he wants to do, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm vengeance. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's vengeance for for what happened to him and for every other person in the city. he meets a boy during the movie who and he's living in the same situation as him, his parents gone, yeah, so for everybody like that he he is revenging all of those incidents of crime, but throughout the movie and at the very end, um he learns that that the reason he's not making a difference is because that's not enough to make a difference in that city, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you said, when he's helping those people out. That's when it finally hits him that the Batman can't make a difference by just being by just beating people up. Yeah, yeah. And being scary, he has to be what he said is a symbol of hope to the people of Gotham City as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: The movie is really dark and it feels hopeless in ways, but it's not hopeless. It is a little bit there,
0: and that's the whole reason that it's like that. Yeah, because that was the story that Matt Reeves was telling. It was a hopeless situation in a hopeless city, but it turns out. It didn't have to be there. Yeah, yeah. Way. Yeah. So that yeah, that's and that's great. That's awesome. Which means if we get another Batman movie, which I'm sure we will, the oh, tone yeah, is for probably sure. going to be different because Batman's going to be different in the next movie. He's learned something in this movie. Um, all right, some of my favorite moments. first, first of all, and I know we just said all that about <laughs> hope. Yeah. But there are a couple of beat downs in this movie where the Batman I have oh yeah never it's seen crazy a beatdown. <laughs> Like this. Not very often in any movie, but certainly not in a Batman movie. So the first few minutes of the movie, this guy's on a subway. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And this basically this gang is is joking around. Yeah. They see him get off the subway, and they're like, oh, let's go get him. So they're about to knock this guy out. And then Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Batman comes strolling out and he's just standing there. And they're laughing. They're like, who's this guy? What is this guy <laughs> So one of the 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 one of the gang members steps to him and Batman savagely yeah. beats his ass into jelly. And I thought, oh my God. Yeah. That is a Batman of Vengeance. <laughs> he beat his ass. It was crazy, yeah, he was not screwing around. this is the yeah, this is the I'm not playing around at all.
1: I'm not playing with you, this is not a game, Batman, yeah, one hundred percent, and it's kind of it also it's like it almost like pushes it a little too far with how much Batman can take as far as like getting hit and stuff like that, but it doesn't like he takes all his gunshots and stuff like that, yeah, this, he still gets hurt from him, I don't know
0: in this version of the Batman, his his suit is essentially body armor. Yeah. Not like putty armor, but like metal. So, like you said, he takes, what do you take? 20 shots in the movie? Yeah. I've he, never seen he it. He takes
1: a lot of shots. He, it's, he steals, he, it's, he, you can tell he still feels it though.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it does. And especially him later in
1: the movie when he gets hit with that shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> He's like really out of it. <laughs> he to give himself the adrenaline <laughs> shot.
0: You know what's funny is, uh he was he was shot by rifles too. The rifle yeah. is actually going to do more damage than a shotgun yeah if you there's the rifle is more dangerous in terms of penetrating that body armor And he just movie logic just, yeah exactly yeah, I have never seen see yeah this batman is not you know he's not doing theatrical moves he's not he's not making a big show out of like jumping down on his enemies. He basically just walks in the front door and beats you in the face yeah, yeah. you try to shoot him, he just keeps walking at you. And then beat you in the face. He is is no muss, no fuss. This is the no frills Batman. Yep. This is the I'm wearing something. You can't kill me. I'm just gonna walk towards you and beat you into the ground. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it happens constantly in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> like you said, the first time it happened, it shocked me because you're not used to seeing that. Yeah, you're not used to seeing somebody like Michael Keaton got shot as Batman one time, and he fell on the ground. He's out. Like, and the the criminals go over there and say, "What is this? Oh, some kind of putty all. And then he, <laughs> Batman, you know, beats him up. Yeah. This guy, he's just P-king! the bullets are bouncing off, and he just keeps fighting them like nothing happened. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I love that first beat down in the movie. That actually sets the tone so perfectly. for yeah, me. yeah. Let's see other other things that I really enjoyed. Um, the one line that was almost a joke was when he's talking to Catwoman. And he's and he's they're talking blah blah blah, and she's got a glass of milk, of course. Yeah. And these cats are walking around his feet. He just looks down. It's and it's a perfect the comedic time. It's because of the timing is what makes it so funny. Yeah. So he looks down. The cats are walking around his feet, and he says, uh, "Got a lot of cats." <laughs> and it's actually not funny at all. But for some yeah, yeah. reason, it was. I guess in the absence of any joke at all,
1: that's the that's as close as you get to one is yeah. that line. Yeah, there's there's humor in it, but it's not like joke jokes. It's not one-liners. Yeah. yeah. Like holy rusted metal Batman or whatever. Or when you say in the old movies?
0: I love too when the all right, so Batman goes to this this is where really this is where it really showed me even more how different this Batman is. Batman needs to go talk to the penguin at that club. He knows where it is. So in any other Batman movie, you would expect him to wait at night to go in through a window. And he's probably going to have to get in a fight and beat some guys up. But basically, he's going to try to sneak in or he's going to bust in through a skylight. Yeah. Something, yeah, yeah. something flashy like that. <laughs> you would think so. This, this Batman literally goes to the front door, knocks on it. He's like, hey, do you know who I am? And, uh, and then just walks in. And starts punching everybody. Yeah. He, he starts walking toward the penguin, and anybody anybody who bothers him, he just punches him. Yeah, and yeah. beats him up. <laughs> I mean, he's getting his tail kicked constantly in this movie, but he kicks more tail, so he wins. Yeah, yeah. He's just a complete blunt object. He's a blunt object. <laughs> he's a hammer. He's a sledgehammer. He's a steamroller.
1: <laughs> he's a bulldozer. I love that scene where he's trying to get a Catwoman to get information on those guys in the club. She just like gives up on it and bails at some point. Yeah, like, she said, this. I'm out of here. Uh it was cool when he used the
0: camera, the contact camera lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, of course I love the car chase, which we mentioned earlier. That yep. whole car chase was so sweet. The Batmobile was more like a crazily souped up muscle car yeah, yeah. in this movie than it was some ridiculous Batmobile.
1: It really drove the motorcycle a lot around, which I kind of like yeah. in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that scene where he's running from the police. He's at at the top. He's near the top of this building. He goes out the window, and he stops up short. And you can see the look on his face. He's like, whoa. You know, usually in these (laughs) movies, the superhero, he'll just jump off a building. Who cares? He was like, whoa. Like, it like it took yeah, the yeah. wind out of him for just like, he had to compose himself for just a second. And then he did his, you know, squirrel suit thing and jumped off.
1: And, oh, yeah, and then he hit funny the uh, too. parachute Yeah, and he got hit, uh hit the bridge or whatever. Yeah.
0: That was even funny too, because yeah. he pulled that parachute so late. And That's then like you one. said, <laughs> yep. it gets caught up in a bridge and he just like,
1: yeah, this is not veteran Batman. This is, no. you know, amateur two years in this Batman, Batman. makes a lot of mistakes, yep.
0: <laughs> but he's so intense and he's so hardcore that he makes up for his mistakes because he's, through sheer force of will. But he is brilliant in the yeah, movie. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously a brilliant man. And, of course, all the detective work, which is something else that separates this movie. I love the detective work.
1: Yeah, I like, I like that it uh leaned into that a little bit.
0: The riddles were were good, especially that first one. Yeah. What does a dead man, what does a dead liar do? What does a liar do when he dies? I can't believe, it's, something, it's phrased something like that.
1: Yeah, he lies down. He lies still. Yeah, yeah, still.
0: Yeah. That was a great line. That was a great um, riddle. Yeah, the riddles that, were good.
1: That was the only thing that kind of bugged me in the movie, as far as like Batman being maybe a little too capable. Is like, yeah. He reads those riddles and just has it instantly. Like maybe, maybe let him chew on it for a little bit. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I love the I love the detective work. I love that. The detective that of work. It, it was leans good. into it.
0: And it wasn't like he just plugged it into, I'll plug it into the bat computer. Yeah. They didn't do that. He did use a computer, but it wasn't like that. Yeah. yeah. Where you have a magic bat computer that can just do anything. He used it like a computer, like a tool, yeah. like anybody would use a, you know, a tool.
1: And you had Alfred uh, trying to break those codes. Yeah, with a piece cool. of paper.
0: Yep. Exactly. They yeah. just did detective work Love in his head. Stuff. Right. And by gathering information and, and that sort of stuff, that was great. That was a great version. The scene where Bruce has that moment with Alfred in the hospital was uh, one of the most important scenes of the movie, just in terms yeah. of those two characters and you know, what they're, what's going on with them. That was a great scene. Now, some stuff that bothered me. Here, all right, a few things that took me, at, me out of the movie a little bit. When we first see Catwoman, um, and they call her that because she's a cat burglar. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even think the movie calls her Catwoman.
1: It, it doesn't. It, she's oh, just a she oh,
0: we, know, we know who she yeah. is because of her name, and she's got cats around, and she's a cat burglar.
1: Well, the but same she, thing with the penguin. They just call him Ozzie.
0: Right. She's not Catwoman. I'm calling them the Penguin
1: is. and Catwoman, but yeah, because that, she's that's really Sel- like Selena and Ozzy right. in the movie.
0: Exactly. So, the first time that she goes to break into a safe and she pulls out the Ocean's Eleven equipment and she's yeah. got all the tools and yeah. she knows exactly what she's doing, to me, that took me out just a little bit. It's like, ah! I don't
1: know about all that. I guess Especially I wasn't since really she bothered. because a dump. Yeah. It's
0: like you do that and you get all this money from doing that and then you yeah. live where you live. I don't know about all that.
1: True. Um, I guess it didn't bother me too much because we didn't really know her backstory. Yeah. It wasn't explained in the movie. So like, yeah, hey, Maybe she learned it somewhere.
0: When she tries to fight Batman the first time, that was great. Yeah. Because it took him... It, it was no effort at all for him. Yeah. Because she's just like kicking at him and he's just lifting his foot up or blocking yeah, yeah. the kick. <laughs> that was pretty funny. She does kick a little a ash later. It's like they flip the switch. What was weird about the movie is it, it felt... Um, It felt one way for the first two acts and then the third act when like the big spectacle has to happen. Mm -hmm. So when all those guys are shooting at the roof and then Batman blows all that glass, all these explosives, that Mm -hmm. felt so out of character to anything else in the movie. Yeah, It's like, you rigged all that up? How long did that take? Why did you do that? And then I'm thinking, there are all these people down there you're just going to drop glass on everybody's head? Yeah. Well, and then he just comes flying
1: in? Yeah, Batman's not thinking about stuff like that. Yeah.
0: That that took me out just a little he's, bit. He's vengeance.
1: I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am the bat. <laughs>
0: um, ba- ba- uh, Catwoman fights a little too well, maybe, sometimes. To me, that took me out just a little bit. Other than that, I mean, it was just a great movie. I liked it a lot. Now, if you dislike long movies with no jokes, where it's very dour and very grim, and people are getting their butts kicked constantly, and you' got a psychopathic serial killer wrapping people in duct tape, and you don't like riddles, this is not the movie for you, but nah,
1: go watch it anyway.
0: <laughs> if you enjoy an engaging story, uh, an engaging story full of riddles and detective work with a highly capable obsessed main character on a mission. All the characters are deep and nuanced and textured and there's a a story arc. Um, And it is a superhero movie. So there are certain things that come with superhero. Well, do we call Batman? Of course he's a super, he's not, whatever. It's a superhero superhero. You get the things that come with superhero movies, but uh, how is this for a question? Would you say this is your favorite Batman movie or No. Uh, yeah, probably. Might be my favorite. I don't know. It's so different to me than any of the other ones that it's it's almost like apples and oranges. Yeah. It's it sort of just lives in its own land, like it's its own thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a different take. Yeah, on it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, especially with regards to just like dark, gritty Batman. If you're gonna do that, it's, it's my favorite in that vein for sure.
0: And you know what? It was dark and gritty. And sometimes people say dark and gritty, and yeah, yeah. all that means is there's a lot of cussing. Yeah. yeah. Or they show some tits or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This was dark and gritty in a much more mature way.
1: Well, yeah, I'm it's thought. in a you know a real way. Like I said, you see a lot of the actual like crime and poverty. It was a non-childish, yeah.
0: version of dark grittiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was nice. Anything else about uh, the stuff that went on that you want to talk about in the movie?
1: I don't know how they would do another one. Well, that's what I wanted to end on. In my opinion, I, I would like it to just be that one. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll do another one.
0: In the time that we live in, all things are IPs. Mm-hmm. So you try, to it, you try to milk any successful IP for as much content as you can. That's just the, Those are the times we live in. It's a little cynical, and I think you can end up ruining your, your property. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they are producing a Penguin TV series. Interesting. I honestly don't like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't need that much Penguin. Really, the Penguin was possibly the thinnest character in the entire movie. Yeah. I, I thought it was great because Colin Farrell did a great job with him. He had a lot of personality. I don't need a Penguin TV show. I just don't Yeah,
1: need he was in the movie enough. Yeah, I don't think you need that either.
0: We didn't mention that the Joker was in the end of the movie. Now, they, they didn't call him the Joker. Yeah, yeah. He was in Arkham Asylum. The, the Riddler is captured. He's in the cell next to the Joker. It's clearly who it is. And they talk for a second, and you know Joker does his Joker laugh. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, actually, I just saw an article today where Matt Reeves is saying that that cameo by the Joker does not indicate necessarily that he's going to be in a sequel. Mm-hmm. He's there for con- – he said that the Joker is as early in his career – as the Joker, as Batman is in his career as Batman. Yeah. So we have a young Joker and a young Batman. And he's saying he stuck him in there sort of for context, just to maybe set the stage for something or whatever, but it's not necessarily going to be the... And you know what? And we were talking about this earlier. So we're thinking about... You know, you and I both like this movie, and it's it's a good movie. It's a good take on Batman. It's a fresh take on Batman, and I think it's pretty smart. And so I'm thinking, what would you do next? Because... Before he made this, Matt Reeves asked himself, how would I even do a Batman movie? Yeah. Well, he managed to create a fresh and interesting version of Batman, I think. And so now you're like, well, what the heck do you do next? Batman is a new character, a person who wants to give hope to the city, not just just, uh, exact vengeance on criminals. So what would you have your Batman do in subsequent movies that didn't just turn it into like, cartoon buffoonery.
1: <laughs> yeah, well that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think there needs to be another movie. Um
0: I almost think you have to make Batman movies with an eye toward the end of Batman. Yeah. That's how Christian um Chris Nolan did it. Mm-hmm. You know, in his third movie, Batman was done being Batman. Yeah. He's, he's, those three movies covered his whole career. I almost think that's how you have to do it because you I mean a person can't be Batman for like twenty five years, yeah, right?
1: Could you? Probably not. Unless you're really jacking yourself up with steroids or something. At a
0: certain point, you're gonna mature, you're gonna grow up, you're gonna start hurting. You just can't be the bat. That that yeah. feels like a short-term young man's thing to me. Yeah.
1: And also this movie, I feel like in my head, the term I use is it's it sits on an aesthetic razor's edge.
0: That's a hundred percent right. Yeah, they are on the razor's edge. If you yeah. push it too fast. If the studio gets involved too heavily and they're like, we yeah. need this and that and the other, you have to put the Joker in it. I, more than anything in this world, if they make a sequel to this movie, for the love of God, please do not make the Joker the bad guy. Please yeah, don't yeah. do that.
1: No, I agree. Had enough Joker.
0: Just, I've had enough. And just from a <laughs> pragmatic point of view to me, so if I'm the studio, I'm thinking, okay, I can make sequels out of this. This director... Clearly knows what he did. And everybody, apparently everybody involved is, is happy to make another one. Yeah. So Robert Patton's like, I'm in. I think Matt Reeves said, I'm in. We'll do it. I think you try to make smart sequels that build on the character, ultimately with an eye of how does Batman end his career as Batman. Yeah. I think that's what you have to be building towards. You don't have to have a certain number of movies in mind for that, yeah. like a trilogy or whatever. Or you could. But I think that that has to be in your mind and that's how you develop his character. That's that's the natu- that's the only arc. Either he dies in, you know, doing what he's doing, or he someday grows out of being Batman. I mean, that's the only way I can end. So I think maybe I think maybe you make uh, you know, bring in some villains, have some stuff happen, have some cool stuff happen, make a sequel or two. And then, you know, if it starts to cool down, well then maybe you bring the Joker in because everybody's gonna be really excited about that. Yeah. And and give a, some fresh life. Uh, to the to the series. But I, I the last thing I want to see is the Joker. Please don't.
1: <laughs> and I think there are some Batman villains that might be a little hard to do in this setting. Like Mr. Freeze or Clayface or something like that. Oh, my God. Like, how Could do you do a character like that? In, Clayface. Uh, yeah. Clayface
0: in and Mr. Freeze.
1: Because there's not a lot of the crazier elements of like, you know, it's not like supernatural, but like, you know character like Clayface is a little crazy, yeah,
0: that is supernatural, yeah, definitely supernatural yeah yeah, yeah. uh I want to see Matt Reeves, uh Superman versus Batman <laughs> how does Matt Reeves make su-
1: <laughs> yeah there's nobody with any uh, like any real like innate powers in the movie
0: thank god i don't want yeah. I don't want any of that <laughs> i don't i w- in my mind, this Batman lives in a universe with no superheroes, yeah none yeah. this is just a guy in the world, that's what I want,
1: yeah, yeah. So, you It's know, self-contained. It doesn't need to be part of anything larger. Just,
0: I don't want the Joker. Let's throw him away for a little while.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I say Batman has I'm, tons of villains. You have a, a smorgasbord to choose from. I say
0: this as I'm talking about uh, the 48th sequel to the Batman. You know, the 48th yeah, Batman yeah. sequel.
1: Anyway... But it already did some interesting things with not doing the uh, origin story of Batman and all that stuff.
0: If they never make another... Sequel. If Matt, if this is if he makes another one and it stinks, I don't care. At least he made this one. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Listen, thanks for watching the show. Thanks for sitting with us while we talk about the Batman. Let us know what you think. You know, you're always welcome to hit us up on Twitter at TMC Brewing. Or to uh, hit us up on YouTube in the comments and let us know what you think. What were your favorite parts of the movie? Did you like the movie? Did you hate the movie? If you were going to make a sequel, what would you do? Let us know what you think, and we will see you next week.
1: Hey.